0: All right, I'm uh, sure some of you were worried whether or not I was going to make it back in. I did, I'm still in my peace. Um, you know, I waved to the neighbor who had warned me that uh, I was going get to get fried out there like a crispy chicken leg, uh, that uh, I was okay. And, you know, I stuck my thumb up and uh, he waved back at me and smiled with his wife. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it was nice uh, to have people, uh, good people, be concerned about me. Uh, you know, my... Um, uh, love affair with thrill seeking started at an early age it, it began with guns uh it's uh, again you know uh, another large part of why I became a police officer uh I had a I had a love of firearms that started at an early age uh the uh, you know the ongoing joke is that I came out of the womb you know with uh, a gun in each hand uh the cgv loved guns as early as you could remember i you know put an elastic band over my thumb and I shot that thing clear across the room and I realized, you know, everything in the house was a target and found myself, you know, <laughs> uh, progressing into you know, pellet guns and then, of course, real firearms. And, and of course, driven uh, the entire time, uh, you know, I enjoyed it so much that, you know, I began to think uh, at a very early age. You know, I had some, some exposure to my uncle, uh, who was a police officer. I, I love the uniform and, the, you know, the gun, of course, uh, you know, that he showed me. Back in the, you know, uh, 70s, things were different. You know, and, uh, you know, for an officer to pull out his gun really wasn't a big deal and to take the bullets out and, you know, kind of hand it to me. And now try and remember, folks, this is the 70s. You know, I, I'm, you know, a boy of maybe five and I, I've already discovered that I love guns. And, you know, my uncle is a police officer and arguably a pretty cool one, you know, and, you know, he he came by and, of course, you know, can I see your gun? You know, came out of my mouth at some point. Uh, you know, I, I was not shy as a child. Uh, to have my uncle, you know, uh, you know, pop out the uh, the cylinder and drop, you know, these thirty eight special rounds onto the you know kitchen table, and to hand me the gun and say, "Go ahead," you know, <laughs> you know, I was fascinated by the weight, uh, you know, of it in my hand, and how heavy it was, you know, that uh, pulled the trigger. Uh, But I knew I liked it, you know, and I cocked the hammer back with my thumbs because, you know, even as a child, I had watched enough, uh, you know, Starsky and Hutch to know how to operate a firearm, or at least I thought. And, you know, like many people, uh, I've been lulled into thinking that, you know, uh, what goes on in in the movies might be real. Uh, I can tell you that there's so much movie magic, and it's really, um, it's really a big reason why we've been so battered Uh, between the media demonizing us to sell papers and, you know, to, um, you know, to make us out to be this horrible uh, group of people if we like such a thing, uh, you know, mass hysteria at times. Uh, you know, ban it, ban it. I mean, like, banning does nothing. Uh, I've said this a thousand times before. I really hope that people, you know, um, have listened to the previous podcast, but, but I'll always say this. If you ban things, you know, and people are unwilling to part with the monetary value of it, you actually create a black market. I I would argue that, you know, um, if this government takes the approach of bans, they're probably going to create the largest single black market in the history uh, of firearms by doing so, which, you know, uh, again, uh, with my Policing background and experience and interest in the public safety, I would suggest, is uh, horribly, despicably irresponsible. Uh, of this government to perhaps push that agenda. Uh, When it's staring them right in the face and they can see that, you know, there's absolutely no connection between the legal firearm community and these uh, series of tragic events involving, uh, you know, everything from potential terrorists. Uh, You know, nobody wants to say it, and that's fine. Uh, You know, there's uh, information that suggests that the shooter at the Danforth uh, was, in fact, you know, frequenting um, ISIS-related terrorist sites, and, you know, was engaged in exchanges uh, with people of a like mind, and to completely dismiss that, and to say that, you know, it has nothing to do with it, uh, just short of, you know, finding, I guess, a note saying, this is why I did it, and, you know, I'm, I'm doing it as a terrorist. Uh, is that what they're going to have to see in order to call it that? You know, people want to know, Uh, You know, they put a lockdown on the information surrounding the Fredericton shooting. Uh, You know, I I get that. That's the normal mode of practice. If you want to see somebody get a, uh, you know, a fair trial uh, to not have, you know, uh, media releases contaminate potential uh, jurors, uh, objectivity. You know, I, I get it, but during these uh, troubling times, it's really important that we know the truth. So, you know, uh, the Danforth shooting, you know, we want to know exactly what happened there. I think we as a, as a public, uh, never mind gun owners, as a public, should be demanding some real answers about what went on there and what exactly do the police know. And, you know, I can tell you folks, uh, I'm, I'm retired now so I can really say what's on my mind. Unlike a lot of police officers that are still currently employed and serving, uh, they're not able to speak their minds. You need to know that. As Uh, As as a a member of the public, you know, you get to say whatever you want, when you want and think what you want, or at least that's the idea in a free country. Uh, You know, there's some argument that people are willing to change that or trying to, but you're allowed to say what's on your mind. As a police officer, you, you don't enjoy that luxury. Uh, you're not allowed to talk. Uh, you know, uh, they, they would argue that, you know, every, every man's a free man. Uh, but the truth is, is that you're punished if you speak out against the administration without approval from the uh, highest rankings of any police service. And I could tell you right now that, you know, the rank and file officers, uh, that attend these scenes, uh, you know, if they're, if they're seeing things, uh, that they think the public should be made aware of. Uh, you know, more and more every day we hear about, you know, events that have been thwarted. Uh, you know, certainly there was a scare in Toronto uh, where, you know, people said there was a possible, um, the possibility of a terrorist threat being carried out. And yet no one said exactly, you know, where or, you know, what time it would have been or, you know, what the police were anticipating. And, and I can tell you as a former police officer, there's always an interest in, you know, maintaining a degree of secrecy uh, so you don't tip off bad guys. But at the same time, You know, it's really important that the public, you know, be made aware of some things if there's some public safety issues. Uh, If you've got things going on that present a real hazard to the public uh, that they should be made aware of, I implore anyone out there to speak out. Uh, You know, is it going to cost you your job? Uh, You know, I think it's important that the Canadian public know the truth. Uh, I'm hearing rumblings through the grapevine. I certainly, you know, have my concerns, uh, you know, about what went on there, uh, how quickly. Um uh, certain, uh, facts or evidence were uh, dismissed, uh, as it relates to the shooter. Uh, I, I don't like the fact that we haven't really heard much at all. And it just seems like every time there's a mass shooting in this country, there's this, you know, sort of blanket of, uh, silence that befalls it. Uh, whenever there's some connection to, uh, something that leaves, you know, the government with the feeling that, you know, oops, this doesn't quite fit with our, you know, um, philosophies. Uh, But I I definitely think that we want to take a look at the Danforth shooting a little more closely. Uh, From a policing perspective, I'm I'm feeling some things about the whole thing that don't seem right. Uh, I definitely think that we should know the truth Uh, as a Canadian public. I don't think that it's the kind of thing that we should just let slide. If there's more to this story, I think it's really important in the interest of public safety uh, that they be made aware of it. Uh, and if it's ever proven that there's anything that's been covered up, uh, that person should be taken to task. I don't think that anything uh, should stop people from pursuing that if that's the case. Uh, quite honestly, I think that if anything, uh, if anything comes out of you know the next election, and you know I understand that Doug Ford, God bless him, <laughs> you know, has ordered uh, you know uh, investigations into Hydro One. I love the idea of the next government coming in and hanging the old one out completely to dry by proving that they were all crooked bastards. Uh, you know, I, I honestly, I, you know, without any evidence, uh, I certainly can't suggest that, that it is true. Uh, but if it's proven to be that that's the case, I can tell you that my gut feeling the whole time has been telling me, right? That they're just lying through their teeth and they're going to say and do uh, whatever it takes to run this country completely into the ground. That's my feeling on the subject. Uh, You know, and uh, now that I'm inside, uh, I'm going to be a little quieter. Of course, I was out there in the wind, so I may have raised my voice a few times. I think I want to make it uh, abundantly clear, uh, once again, that I have absolutely no desire to hurt myself or any others for the tape. Uh, I can tell you that... um you know, uh, to speak passionately on the subject sometimes requires a man to raise his voice. Uh, I don't think that's unreasonable. And I think that it's something that uh, every gun owner keeps in mind before they get into an argument. Uh, certainly I've heard people, uh, you know, question, uh, you know, don't yell, uh, you know, when, you, when you're when you debating. Uh, you know, we don't want to scare the general public. It's always important to remain composed. But there comes a time when you got to kind of stand up for yourself and say, this is ridiculous. I mean, we all own guns for crying out loud. We're not scared of the little things. You know, every one of us has got a fighter inside us. If you can't pick up the phone and call your member of parliament and complain that this is not the way it needs to be done, uh, that your tax dollars could be better spent in areas where people are actually, you know, dying in larger numbers, uh, to insist that your hard earned tax dollars get spent on, you know, police resources and effective tools that combat violence involving firearms and not these ridiculous proposals by seemingly buffoon uh, you know, political leaders. Like, uh, the idea that anybody could actually believe that what they're proposing is going to have any impact on crime is ridiculous. I mean, I'm really starting to see the general public uh, sort of questioning, uh, you know, well, that doesn't seem to make much sense. And yet, you know, they're going to try and make it happen anyway. Uh, that should tell you something. Certainly it should be a warning to everybody out there. Uh, anytime you've got, you know, a government that's this blatant, uh, you know, about the things that they do that don't make any sense to anybody but them. Uh, you know, we should be genuinely concerned about that. Anyway, that's about all the time I have. I'm going to let you go. I just wanted to make sure that you all knew that I made it in safe and uh, that, uh again I wasn't gonna become a crispy critter out there on the water uh, big thanks to uh, my good friend uh, who will go unmentioned uh, who gives me the use of the sea dues. Uh, you know now that I'm home I hope you're listening uh, you know I, I know I'm boring them more and more every day uh, I really appreciate it uh, you know it's hot and quite honestly uh, I've needed the uh, the downtime for the people out there that think that you can live eat and breathe firearms uh, 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days a year uh, I can tell you that uh, you know I see Quite a bit and even i can get uh you know in need of getting out there and relaxing on the water in the uh, quiet um you know of the lake i really appreciate my friend uh for giving me the opportunity to do that uh thank you again you've been wonderful and uh you know for all the people that have been supportive uh, of us through the, throughout this process it's uh, it's really important that you know that your voices uh, are all important to me. Uh, if anybody has any thoughts, uh, would love to bring uh, anything to our attention that they think that maybe we've missed uh, throughout this process. I encourage you all to you know send in news clips to me. I love the idea of uh, you know getting that information out there right away to everybody. I don't care about being first. Uh, it really doesn't bother me that much. Uh, I'm not that ego driven, contrary to popular belief. Anyway, I hope you've all enjoyed this. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And as always, Canada, don't forget to shoot straight and stay safe.